Welcome to another chapter of In the Keep Podcast. I'm your very own prophet of the drowned god, the Motherload. This show is all about the world of arena first-person shooters, classic FPS games, their legacies, their lineage, and the people who keep that world turning. These are the players, the developers, the streamers, the influencers. It is the will of the drowned god, Cathala, that our communities band together in her cathedral to frag and give one another into oblivion for all eternity. Welcome back, welcome back. Really happy to have you guys here for another freaking awesome guest. This episode is Human Bones. He's a longtime Doom player. He's been playing since he was very, very young and is a, uh, you know, he was a competitor and organizer for the International Doom League for a while and is now the founder of the Multiplayer Doom League and he's uh, organizing that stuff. Really cool, innovative game modes these guys play. I think you'll you'll hear a lot about that. And we, we also talk about, you know, just what it's like to what the history of, you know, multiplayer Doom has been and how it's evolved over the years. Lots of uh, just info about how he deals with uh, running a community and bad people and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to say bad people. Everybody has a good person inside of them, whatever. <laughs> uh, the point being, I I really am excited to, you know, shed a little light on this game because it's 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 been under-talked about on this podcast and I... Personally, like I, I would like to disclose that I'm not super familiar myself with multiplayer Doom. It's not my forte, but I was really happy to have this opportunity to learn a few things, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. So without any further ado, let's get in the keep with Human Bones. Grab your pants. We're on In The Keep podcast. I've got Human Bones from the Multiplayer Doom Federation. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, I'm okay. You don't have to ask how I'm doing, though, because no one gives a shit. No, none of the listeners care how I'm doing. It's all about the uh, the guests on the show. So I'm not sure that the listeners are going to care what I'm doing either, but hey, uh, you know. I mean, some people like Doom, man, and what you're doing is really cool. I think um, it's it's interesting. Like, I'm used to kind of like going across multiple different games, but in your case, like having a, a central focus of just one game, it must be a, a uh, less stressful, I would imagine. But B, it's like it gives you a lot more scope, and you're probably more knowledgeable generally about your game than I am about uh, anything that I do. So it'll well, it'll be. Go ahead. It's interesting because it's such a, like Doom is a, multiplayer Doom anyway. It's such an insular community. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us have been around for like fifteen, twenty years, and we've known each other that long. You know, met up in person, that kind of thing. So um, it's it's just always been that way. Like we have other games that we play, but it's sort of the conversation always sort of revolves around Doom. So you're right. It's it. It's not weird to us that we just focus on Doom, but I guess maybe to 
people who play more modern games, maybe it's strange, like, why are you guys just focused on this game that, you know, came out before I was alive or, or whatever, so. But yeah, it's it's a very insular kind of community. Yeah, Doom came out the year before I was born, I think. Mm. 94, right? 93, yeah, 90, 94? 93. 93 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, two years before I was actually born. Yeah, I don't, yeah. it's amazing. Uh, I don't know, man. I've always I've always liked the idea of Doom. I didn't try it until I was 20 years old, something like that. Wow. Yeah, I was on yeah. my honeymoon the first time I played it because I wanted to buy Doom 2016. I was like, I'm going to buy that game. And I bought it, but I was on vacation. Mm. And the hotel uh, internet wasn't fast enough to download the full game. But uh, Steam hit me up with like, hey, if you like this game, maybe you'll like these other games. And I was able to download OG, like original, like I, th- I want to say like Ultimate Doom and Doom 2 and Master Levels of Doom oh, yeah. for like, a little or nothing, really fast on really shitty internet, and then I just sat there and played those the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's pretty fun. Like it, it seems really simple, but I don't know. There's something about the simplicity in it that uh, makes it more fun than I don't know. Uh, trying to figure out what puzzle or how to get out of a, a pyramid in like The Legend of Zelda or something, you know. So there's just oh, yeah. something very sim- simple and straightforward about just shoot and kill someone. I I think it's a, a fucking amazing game. Like I ever all of them, especially Doom 2 for sure is like one of the best yeah. single player games of all time as far as I am concerned. I, I went back and just recently uh played back through it again and my little brother who's like 16, I mm. I got him playing it and it just it's timeless. The game is completely timeless, especially with like, you know, with modern mods, brutal doom, beautiful doom stuff like that. Like you've three-dimensional plus M look shooting and all that. It's, I don't know, man. There's something just absolutely timeless and beautiful about Doom that just really, watching my younger brother pick up that game and just go, and and, and was more excited about it than I've ever seen him get excited about, like, Call of Duty or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, you know, in high school, all my friends, I mean, they knew kind of, like, I'm sure we'll touch on this, but, you know, the the regularly scheduled Doom games that I would have to play, and, you know, there'd be people, they'd be in the background, like, listening to me yell at teammates or something, and they're over there playing Call of Duty and, and the Crackdown or, you know, Grand Theft Auto, stuff like that. And they could just never, they could just never understand the obsession. But, like, once you, once you get yourself so involved in it, it's, it's like a drug. You can't, you can't yeah. just stop, so... Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like uh, my dad showed me. So I was born in '92. So by the time that I learned about Doom, my dad had been playing it for a while. Um, so I was like five or six, and you know, sitting there watching him play like on AOL uh, dial-up, and you know, like that was my first introduction to it. So it's literally been a part of my life for over 20 years, um, and it, every time there's just this long running thing in the community where people quit and some people do legitimately quit, disappear and then never come back again. But it's like, you know, someone will say, well, I'm, you know, I'm done with multiplayer doom. I'm, I've had enough of the community and all the people. And then they're back like, you know, two months later. Cause it's just, like I said, it's like a drug. You can't, you just can't stop yourself. So. Oh dude. What if that person in the background right there was a serial killer and you had no idea they were coming in the room? Well, then I guess you'd have to upload this video to YouTube or something, you know? You'd have to help me out of that one. No, I, I think uh, I think to your point, 
the, the game's been around for so freaking long, and a lot of kids these days, or I want to say kids these days, I'm one of them, but like you know, younger people don't realize quite the impact that Doom had. Like for instance, I'm reading uh, Masters of Doom for the first time right now, <clears throat> and just that people don't realize, I guess now that it revolutionized not just games but like computer science like people had never ever seen anything like doom when it came out it was just completely new similar in many ways to wolfenstein 3d which they had already done but like not not with that scale not with the abilities the things that you could do the just the atmosphere in general like something so blatantly violent and i I don't really know any better way to put it other than just to say that it, it was revolutionary. And and then the, the multiplayer aspect, even, what was it, Duango was the original one before internet yeah. that kind of came popular. Do you have any experience with that? Uh, I mean, maybe that's how my dad played and that's how I watched him play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have, like, any personal experience. There were... Um, so... The main multiplayer port when I started, which it, it was sort of the main one for a while, was Z Daemon. So when I started playing Z Daemon, it was like 2003. So um, around that time, like a lot of people that used to play Duango sort of showed up. And so they started this clan, and uh, it was called Duango United. And so, you know, we used to all the time, uh, you know, don't mess with people from Duango and this like ancient doom power and skills and all stuff like that. You know, uh, it's definitely, um, it's definitely one of those, one of those games where you can like, you reach a certain skill level. And even if it's like 1996 skill level, you can come back in 2019 and it it still applies kind of, It's, Mm. it's really strange where, you know, I try to go back and play like Mario Party or something, and I have I have no coordination with my hands, and my eyes are fucked, and you know. So, um, but yeah, Duango Duango was really kind of like the beginning. It was, um, you know, like a, just a server for people to play on. So it was kind of like the original place where people could play. Yeah. The well, another couple. Actually, I'm going to go on two separate tangents. Uh, I tend to do that, so don't worry. <laughs> So, yeah, first of all, Doom was uh, essentially the original of the, you know, like multiplayer online shooters uh, that didn't technically exist on a large scale like that before then. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and, and that has continued to today. That's still what you guys are doing. And another aspect of that, that I, the other tangent I wanted to go on is that uh, the technology uh, that the game was intended to run on is not the technology of today. Like it's so much easier to do. And I think that it's, it's weird on one hand, you would think that that would make it easier. People would be like really into like, I want to, yeah, absolutely. Lots more people would play doom, but at the same time, it's such an insular community and console commands. And it's like, it's not necessarily up to modern UI that that doesn't necessarily translate to a lot of kids just like, frocking towards that game when they could be playing, I don't know, like Rainbow Six or or something uh, along those lines. And I, I see the same mm. thing going across Quake, Quake 2 especially. Quake 3 gets a little more doable, and then like Quake yeah. Live is when it really became uh, friendly for it. just anyone can pop in, and it's, it's not difficult to do. Yeah, I mean, so it's weird because the community was, it was really big. Um, the thing that happened was, 
up until 2004, there were there really wasn't any capture the flag involved in in the multiplayer community. So um, once that came out, it was like uh, you know it was like a meteorite hit, and all the hundreds of people started playing, and it just became this huge community. But with that, you know, there were other source ports. Um, you know, like like Z Daemon tended to cater more towards the old school type of play, um, and then you had something like Skull Tag, which you know it involved like grenade launchers or um, you know a mini gun or and stuff like that. So the community very slowly over the years started to split, and then you know there's there's personalities that come into play and everything. So. Um, but because of the fact that you're right, Doom was such a revolutionary game, and um, there was there was mapping that that came in, making different map sets map sets that like go way beyond anything that anyone could have imagined when they actually made Doom. I mean, there's some amazing stuff out there, um, and it just it took on a life of its own. And I think it's uh, I think that the ability to grow on the original game that came out is the reason why we're all still here. I mean, there's not. There's still there's still a lot of us, but I think I think maybe the multiplayer community has has suffered the most. Um, you know, there's still all the people that like to to sit around and talk about Doom, but um, you know, the multiplayer community has has taken some hits over the years, and it's really gone and kind of like a like a roller coaster a roller coaster ride. So I mean, that's that's a conversation that we could probably have for the entire hour, but. Um, but yeah, it's been it, it's it's really interesting um, experience, and not not something that I really think could happen in another game these days. Like I I don't think that you could create a community like this with with a Call of Duty or um, or anything like you know or a Fortnite or whatever you might want to say. So uh, it'll it'll never be like the tight insular community of people who like. Yeah. There's something about, and this is kind of John Carmack's. Uh, gift to us all even though it wasn't intended for him because he didn't give a shit about multiplayer anything. <laughs> no <laughs> but uh it is interesting that as, as you you mentioned the mapping community as well like that just the the community is it feels like we're not only involved in playing the game but also involved in like developing the game or u- using the game to to fit our needs which doesn't exist in most multi-platform games uh, a best example would be like Quake Champions. A lot of people are very upset that you can't uh, map and mod and uh, set up your own yeah. servers in Quake Champions. But then, then the retort to that is, uh, well, do you really have the computing power to make a game or a map for a game that that large uh, anyway? So, and and then the question is, do you want the game to be that beautiful, or would you prefer it to just look, you know, old school and and work, which we see with Dusk. Uh, a lot more sim- like similar to um similar to doom you can use like trench broom and eventually yeah. hopefully within the next couple of months maybe a year will be everybody'll just be like porting over trench broom maps to uh, dusk yeah and you know i think that's i think that's going to be the key too is i feel like things started to really explode um when that ability came through for you know, like for teams of mappers to get together and say, like, this is kind of a goal for the project that we have. Um, CTF maps, in particular, took on a life of their own. I mean, there's just there's still there's there are CTF maps that were made right when CTF came out in March of 2004. 
that get played every single day still. And, you know, I mean, it just, the amount of, the amount of maps, the amount of wads out there, it's, it's, it's insane. And some of them, like I said, some of them are really amazing, but I think that that's like the secret ingredient to getting the community. Um, I don't want to say, I mean, I just, I, I think it was the real catalyst for, for how expanded everything got because you were never bored of playing the same thing over and over again. You know, you, you had people that maybe they didn't know how to map like myself. I, I can't map. I, I just didn't have the patience for it, but you know, I played enough that I could, I could give feedback and you know, you, you really felt like you were sort of part of the whole thing. Um, and then you got to, you know, develop different strategies and, and uh, you know, play different game modes and stuff depending on the different maps that you had. So that, that really opened up like a huge amount of, of fun and different experiences that you could have. So I think if, if you, with dusk, like you were saying, if you can get that ability to, to port over things and, and kind of grow that way, that's going to, that's going to open up a lot of doors, I think. Yeah. You wouldn't believe like just the, just in my server alone, the excitement that happens when people realize that, Oh, we, we can like, this is a new game and, and it's amazing. It's very similar to quick one. If you haven't, I don't think you said, you said you hadn't played it, but the, the excitement for having a game that people can just say, we, oh, dude, I have like this whole group of Quake 2 maps that would be amazing for this game, and I'm just going to port them all right into the game as soon as it comes, like as soon as I yeah. have the ability. And that that kind of excitement, like it makes it makes for a lot of great fun. If you watch uh, Doom events, are very, very, uh, I don't want to say guilty, but this happens a lot, especially <laughs> Quake 1. Like if you go back and watch uh, QH LAN, Things, you know, big events like that, and and the community can just go in and make a custom map skin to like match their event, or to like have the clans uh, teams on it, uh, you know, on the walls or something. Anything to yeah. make the game feel more immersive to the player, I think, is why the arena first person shooters in general are so freaking. I don't want they're not popular, but they're uh, the player base is held. It holds it so deeply in their heart that we're we're just not going anywhere, and there always be a, a certain type of person who does gravitate towards this community and these types of games. Yeah, and I think you know when it, when when you're talking about multiplayer Doom specifically, you know probably the the most popular thing that that happened was um, the formation of there are several several different leagues, but so you know capture the flag became like the litmus test for how good you are as a player and, you know, being able to, first it was clans, you know, you'd play with all your friends, you'd do clan wars and stuff like that. Um, and then that sort of, that sort of turned into um, this thing called the international doom league, which uh, stole a lot of, um, or, you know, not stole, but took inspiration from the NFL, the NBA, where, you know, you'd have a draft with captains and you'd, you'd choose teams and that too, that opened up this whole thing because like clans hated each other. And so now, now you, you could have like people from four different clans on a team or something playing together and having to learn how to play with each other. Um, and so, you know, with that comes the opportunity for people to make like new maps and, uh, and, you know, again, formulate new strategies. And it was just like, kind of like this, this, um, this process that just kind of went on its own and, and, and then it snowballed and it was just 
uh, autonomous maybe is the word I'm looking for, but you know, it just, it was never ending. And, we, and the international doom league went for like 15, 16 seasons, which there were two seasons a year. So, I mean, that's, that's seven years worth of people grinding and playing and, you know, new maps and, and new strategies. And, you know, the international doom league then became the world doom league. And so that added like another five years. So it's just been like it's just been a wild ride, but I mean I think you you need stuff like that otherwise, you know I mean <clears throat> there's a new Call of Duty game that comes out every year, and I stopped keeping track a long time ago. You know, like I'm still stuck in zombies or whatever. <laughs> um, so you know, like it's just, but here we are still playing Doom Two. So you need like you need to have that ability to to get yourself involved in the community and get involved in the game, and so that's. That's kind of on the, the what the the track is that we're on now, basically. Something uh, interesting about I'm going to call them Idle and Whittle because I like the way that sounds. But yeah, International Doom League and uh, World Doom League is it uh, for much like uh, may, maybe compare it to a UFC or like some kind of fighting movie uh, where there's like a tournament, but you you get different styles with, from different clans uh, that are insular. And then when they meet yes. up together, you see how different people play very differently and you find out what's the best way, or you, you know, learn from each other and create a whole new style. that's even better. Uh, you see that crazily in quake, especially uh, the, the big one be like Europe versus the United States. You, yep. you people play uh, cr- cross seas, open arena. I don't know if you've ever heard of or played that game, yeah. but you know, the, they, they play, uh, across the sea all the time and they have uh, mods like projectile d lag and all that to help them do it and they had their st- their style of play I-, I see open arena players pick up quake champions for the first time and mm. immediately play like you- it's amazing how good they are they're just so much yeah. better at quake than uh most um quake three people who just like, sat around and played that game for a long time but their their skill set translates across uh to multiple different multiple different facets of arena shooters. And I think that's incredible. And I I can't even imagine what it was like to see for the first time a- after having a, a few years of seeing Doom uh it, just on your own on your own computer playing de- death matching uh, you know or locally or with your clan or whatever and then to see for the first time oh this is what other people have been up to. We've been fucking up, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I find it <laughs> a lot easier for people that have started in Quake to then come into Doom and do really well. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I, I I don't know. I was never any good at Quake because, um, you know, the way that Doom is presented to you is, you, you know, there's no free look. You, you know, you don't look up, you don't look down. There's So I have always played by that strategy. Like, I, I'm very, I have very simple controls. I, my brain doesn't do well with, like, having to remember 12 different things and, like, I use the scroll wheel for my weapons. I can't do the numbers or you whatever. Still, you still use the scroll wheel? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, I've had the same mouse for... I always say when the, the mouse dies, that's officially when I'm retiring. I at least it. from playing. You'll get yeah, another one just like... You'll be like immediately on Amazon trying to find that exact <laughs> mouse model. They go for a lot of money now. Unless they're... I think they're remaking them. It's the MX-512. I don't know if they're going to make that again, but... They'll probably... I've seen them on Amazon for like, you know... 150 bucks. People, people Maybe. love that mouse. Like that, that mouse yeah. doesn't go anywhere. It shouldn't if they want to make money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I bought it by accident. I went in, you know, MX500 was the craze for a while. 
and I was kind of late to the party. I was using like an HP mouse and I had my mouse pad was like a clipboard or something. I'm like, well, maybe I should actually invest in a mouse. Um, and then they were out of the MX500. So I got the MX510 or 512 and I've been using it ever since, like, you know, again, like 14 years, something ridiculous like that. But, yeah. um, you know, uh, so my point was, um, so as Doom evolved, you know, especially with Capture the Flag and the way that maps were made and, and, and different, different uh, like, um, you know, height levels and, and that sort of thing, you know, the, the rocket jumping, shooting a rocket down, shooting yourself across the map, um, being able to, to look up and down and, and sort of snipe people like that, all these little things that, that added to the meta of online Doom kind of like went by me. Um, I could still sort of compete in my own way, but I mean, there's so much stuff. It Doom became a lot more like Quake than the other way around. So that's why I think like I had a lot of, I know a lot of people that started off playing Quake and then they sort of ported themselves to Doom and it was like, holy shit, this person is the best person, like the best player I've ever seen. Like they're doing things that they introduced a lot of stuff that I think maybe we didn't know about. So it was really cool to see that because yeah. if you go back and watch the way that we were playing before, it's like, man, we really thought we were good and we were not good. We're not like, we suck in comparison to today. So did you see, I think it was QuakeCon 2014. It was like the first official like Quake Dune yeah. turn. Yeah. Like our old school Dune tournament like that. And yeah, th- those guys are were rabid. Were in, any of your guys uh, involved in that? Uh, before? I yeah. So I almost, I almost went, um, I didn't go, I don't remember why, but, um, so I've known uh, Devastation was the, he came in uh, I believe he came in second in that tournament. I've, mm-hmm. Devastation's actually the one that kind of taught me how to play in in the sense that there are all these little things that I was doing that you know someone that is if I was going to take it seriously I shouldn't be doing. So he was like, no, 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 you need to fix this. And so um, I've known him forever, um, and the person who won I've known him too person who came in third demon sphere who's since passed away i i've met him on a few occasions as well in person so so yeah i knew a lot of people it was a big deal um because we were actually able to use the port otomex which um was created by people that i've known a lot of people that were in my clan from way back um it was kind of created out of for political reasons and then it, it sort of turned into something else that became you know it, it found its little niche in the community so it was cool that like Odomex got to be the thing that people played the tournament on um so that was a really cool experience that i hear they might be repeating again this year something doom related at QuakeCon. It, this so, is the year of doom at QuakeCon. i'll be there ah okay. any, any listeners want to hit me up i'll be there we'll, i don't know what if we're gonna have jerseys or what but you'll see a, <laughs> a, a ck logo somewhere just come up and uh, mess with. I think Violent Heart's going to be in a wheelchair. I'll be pushing him around. You can't miss us. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the year of yeah. Doom. It, it will be uh, most. I don't want to say mostly. It's going to be a lot of Doom this year, and I'm really looking mm. forward to, to to seeing how the, especially the just like the lands go. I, I could almost care less about the major tournaments. I, I'm interested to see the just people going bananas. Yeah. To, to get together and play the game, uh, it's, and it's going to be in Texas. It's going to yep. be freaking at the Gaylord Arena. People are probably going to get pushed into the the, the Riverwalk, which I just became aware <laughs> of. 
Obviously. Well, you know, I mean, usually when it comes to lands and, and doom, there's a lot of drinking involved, so I can see that happening. Yeah, I don't even know for, if you're technically allowed to just walk around drinking, but I'm sure everybody's just going to be sneaking into cups and yeah, there'll be this like, is, would weed. you like some of my Sprite? You know, yeah, people will be doing drugs yeah. in their in their rooms, cocaine. I don't know. There's going to be some angry motherfuckers. I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, like, I mean, based on my experience, I'm sure I'm sure someone's going to be doing cocaine somewhere. Uh, I don't know. None of my business. What you do in your, in your own hotel <laughs> yep, room? Me either. Uh, so multiplayer Doom Federation. How did that? Uh, how did you become involved in? How did it get started? Well. Uh, so I was there, basically, I was there from the beginning of the International Doom League. Um, Idle. We're calling it Idle. <laughs> so we would call it IDL, just, you know. I know. <laughs> but I like, I like Idle, you know. Idle's pretty cool. Um, so beginning of that, there was sort of a small group of people that, um, kind of shaped the way that the league was going to go, and, you know, it grew, at one point, there were like 70 people signing up to a, a season, so the season would last for, uh, at the beginning, it would last for like three months, and then people were like, well, I don't want to commit to playing every week for, mm-hmm. you know, seriously for three months, and, you know, so we went through a lot of changes. Um, and so, around season nine, I actually took over running the IDL, um, and so I ran it for a couple of years, and then, uh, was there a strange time, like a lot of, a lot of port politics happened um the idl was always on z daemon but z daemon hadn't updated in like four years and so there were all these just bugs that were happening and and uh for whatever for political reasons you know um they didn't support <laughs> the league um the the uh developers of z daemon did not support the league so we decided we were going to move over to xandronum which is an that regularly updated um but that kind of caused a rift between my team of people running the idl and the original person that created the idl um so he created the wdl on otomex and so that we whittle yes (laughs) we had the we had whittle and it'll so we had the world doom league and the international doom league and uh so we i had my team of people um and he had his, and so I ran it for like another season, the IDL for another season, and then I just kind of stopped. Um, and so I, I waited a little while, and then I joined the WDL, and that went really well for quite some time, about five years. And then uh, last year, things kind of blew up, um, and I won't lie that I, w- I was in the center of, of the blow-up. Um, you tell and I can story go into if you want. Yeah, let's do oh, it. Geez. Oh, jeez. Well, okay. So, <clears throat> for as long as I can remember, you know, it's interesting. This is the first time I've talked about it anywhere um, publicly. So, it'll be interesting to see what people have to say. In the uh, exclusive. Yes, mm. it is an exclusive. Um, so, for as long as I can remember, so, you know, you have, there's all these, this little, all these meta things that happen in Doom. And so, um, when you're playing capture the flag for example and you have a map that has like a sphere on it there's a timer on it right so uh each round that we would play was a 10 minute round and the sphere when you grab it it shows up um after 30 seconds so you grab it 30 seconds later it shows up again you can grab it so as far as i knew doing this wasn't something that people disliked 
because I play, you know, like my ex- my reasoning behind it was I've been playing with a whole ton of people and no one has ever said anything to me about it. <clears throat> so just defending myself <laughs> a little bit Go beforehand, ahead. but so the fourth person on my team, uh so it was 3v3, you had one um reserve essentially. So I would say to the person that was the fourth person, I'd say, hey, uh, stare at where the sphere is and just, when someone takes it, tell us the time that they take it. And then tell us when it's going to come up. So, you know, I mean, I honestly, I can see the argument behind why it's a big deal. It's, you know, I just... Personally, I'd never even thought of it as something that was going to cause an issue. But so you're saying this is the reserve team, the person who's not actually playing in the, the game. The person who's not playing. Okay. On my team, yeah. Okay. So I, you know, with some perspective, I understand what the problem was. Um, at the time, though, because like I said, the community's so insular, um, nobody was really interested in hearing the reasoning behind it. They just wanted action, and so that caused quite a bit of friction. Uh, long story short, the league ended, and so shame on you. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, I, I take you know, as far as you can take ownership of things that happen in online video games, um, I take ownership of that, and uh, you know, so there's there's still a small group of people I think that probably feel that I got away with cheating. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm I can't. I honestly, for me, it's like, okay, did, did I wait 15 years to cheat? <laughs> like, I I don't know, you know. I didn't, I never thought that that would be something that people would think. So that's just my own side of things. Um, but the league ended, and I felt really shitty about it. Um, and I, I really did, you know, I was like, all right, that's that's it. Like, Doom's done. Uh, the community is just going to fade away. And... I just kind of had this idea where, you know, despite the fact that maybe people had some reasons to do this, I felt like I was kind of treated unfairly. And it, 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 so I, it made me take a step back and, and think about all the people that, like, when you start to play in these leagues and you have new people that come in, it's really difficult to make a name for yourself and get involved because all the elite players in the community are so they're just, they're elitists and they don't like to involve newer players. And so over the years, so many people have just stopped playing or not, or stopped trying to get involved in the community. And so the numbers have just dwindled. Um, and so it, it made me take a step back and, you know, I mean, maybe it's because I felt like I was treated that way and that's what I needed to make me kind of like, see the bigger picture but so i i wanted to create a league or at least a group of people where it was um accessible to people of all skill levels and it wasn't just focused on the like elitist player group that you know they needed to basically be catered to like you would put up with some shitty personalities and some shitty people just because you wanted to get you know that head count of people playing in your league and so i was just like I was so done with all of that at the time. It's like a doom, and, a doom planet fitness, sort of. Oh, kind of, yeah, yeah. You know, judgment free zone. Right, like the end of uh, dodge dodgeball. You yeah, know? yeah. I yeah. mean, so 
I don't know. I it just started off as a little idea, and and maybe maybe a lot of it was driven by what happened, and uh, it just kind of took off. Like people started joining, people were really interested. Um, I think the cool thing about it was so the multiplayer Doom Federation is not dedicated to CTF, like strictly CTF, like Idle and Whittle were, um, but it's so it's all these different game modes, right? And game modes that. Nobody ever really put any thought into playing competitively or, you know, having tournaments on. And so over over time, so we started, we launched like last July. And since then, like we've got this whole group of people that I have never talked to before. You know, people that find us from, from Quake, like you did. And then I just happened to message you one day, you know, to, to come and play in a tournament. And so we we've been talking and... It's just stuff like that. And so we've got this huge following of people that, that have ideas and they want to play and they, you know, they want to make maps. And, and so, I don't know, this was kind of my idea all along was just to have this, this place that's not port specific. You know, we run events on all, all different ports, so it, it caters to everybody. Not every event is going to be on the same port, but, you know, so it, it's just, it, it was trying to be an, an inclusive thing because Doom became so separated all into these little factions of people and everyone you know you'd be in one place and these people would have their views and one place these people would have their views but there was no place for everyone to get together and so that's really what i wanted to create was just a large community where we could try and salvage and save multiplayer doom which i thought was dying and so you know it's been it's been a really interesting experience. It, it it grew a lot more than I thought it would. You know, we have at least two tournaments a month, which for Doom is a lot. Um, you know, I got I got people to play three way CTF, which yeah, I saw that. You know, if you know anything about regular CTF, that's crazy enough. And then getting people to try three way CTF seriously, like that to me, I should retire now because I was able to do that. It's, like to me, that's my accomplishment. I saw. I was just like I was going through your server and I read that three-way ctf and i was like that i, I actually had my doubts at that point i was like i don't know if i should talk yeah. to these guys that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you were the only one no i um, mean it, it worked out for you that's cool man it, it's interesting it's innovative and that's i think that's something you offer is that, you know you're innovating multiplayer doom uh for people yeah and it's stuff people haven't seen before even if it's a even if it sucks like even if you, you try it, it doesn't work you still you know all right, we tried that failed experiment. Let's go back to doing what exactly. works. Yeah, and we've done we've done a lot of that so far. Like you know, so the people that I that I started this league with were the people that um, I was running the IDL with at the time, a couple like five six years ago. So like these were people that I trusted. Like that I would, you know, we've been through. The, I feel like we've been through the trenches together. Like if we fuck this up, at least we fuck it up as a team. Mm-hmm. And it's just funny, like. Uh, we we basically started this this new thing where we do almost almost strictly one day tournaments um, because it lessens the burden on us, which was really the main reason why we stopped doing it in the past, and it keeps the attention of the players a little bit better. So you know you don't have to commit to a, generally a whole month long thing. You know if you don't want to, you can you can skip the month long tournament, sign up for the one day thing. You know then go gallivanting off for three weeks and then you come back and you know, you might find that, Oh, this month they're running a survival tournament or this month they're running, you know, 12 way CTF or whatever crazy idea we have, you know? So, yeah. and, um, and maybe 
players. I'm sorry to cut you off there. No, no. It's hard to it's hard to tell with the delay sometimes. But uh, maybe for, uh, to your point that players will play and then they'll come back uh, to only to the modes that they like. So if they see that you're right. doing a CTF a three wave CTF and they don't like that, uh, they, they just don't have to play in that event. But but they'll want to come back and play in uh, maybe a dual tournament or four v four something to that aspect. And and you offer a variety to the people, and I think that they appreciate that. And yeah. Another thing uh, that I wanted to kind of just go on a short tangent about is that when you mm-hmm. say your your uh, mission, I guess, with the MDF was to create a place where it's not like just this elitist uh, bullshit zone and to bring multiple communities together, I think that you and I are exactly in line on that because that is entirely what Catholic Keep was all about in the first place it was to – yeah. First of all, let's get a place where we can play together, uh, find people of equal skill. First of all, just find pickup games because that is like the worst, especially yeah. when you're first starting out. You don't know how like Discord and all that works and everything. It's just mm-hmm. like, here's a one stop shop. At the very least, even if we don't, you know, specialize in the game that you play, we, I can point you to the right people. If someone came to me at this point and said, "I uh, I'm really interested in Doom," I I can't necessarily offer them Doom tournaments, but I can say I know three or four different discords that you can go and get information on that from. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. That's why I'm so glad that I, I came across um, your discord as well as what is it? The U S quake community discord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's refreshing to, to see people that, that have the same, like I, I'm not alone in thinking that, you know, how are you going to make a game that's 25 years old, continue to survive? Is it by doing the same thing over and over again, or is it by you know introducing things that kind of keep people excited and you know game modes that sort of reflect what modern games are doing, but obviously with a doom or you know a quake twist. So um, yeah, I thought it was really awesome, and you know uh, I think I think it's important to to reach out to people too because I think we tend to forget, like at least at least I. I did like uh, because I've been around for so long. How how shitty it is sometimes to to try and get into a place that's new and people are like, oh, I don't know who you are. I'm not going to talk to you. And so here it's just like you know, it, there's none of that going on. I mean, there's people join the server, and uh, it really doesn't matter who you are. You always if someone says hi, like anybody could answer. So I don't know. It's still it's still got some work to do with like pickup games and stuff. We're still trying to work on that. I mean, people still play Doom, but as far as like what we do, um, it's harder for us because we're getting old now uh, to, to be around all the time. But, you know, I think it will lead to that. I think the more things that we do, the more people we bring in, you know, it'll lead to more pickup games. But yeah, the, the more people that end up in the server in general, the more uh, talent you're going to see. And not just yeah. player wise, like you'll have people step up to say like, Hey, I'd like to, you know, organize a tournament. And then you can just be like, all right, cool. And you can kind of keep your you know hands in different baskets and, and guide people to like a product that yeah. you think is, is worthy of the MDF. But, or like, I'd like to make a promotion artwork for the podcast or for, you know, or for this, or like a, I'll edit the audio or I'll, I'll stream the event and I'll cast it. And it, you'll get more and more of that. I think over time. Yeah. And and to your point uh, with uh, players joining, uh, and and before not feeling welcomed in in the in the keep, we, we had a uh, before we got over a hundred players, we started off with 
saying like every admin will just like as soon as we saw a new person join, we just like welcome everybody. We just like welcome, <laughs> welcome. The the drowned god Cathala has has been awaiting you. We've been waiting for you all along. Like, it, it's too <laughs> yeah. many too many people join now for us to act, uh, effectively be able to do that. We try to do it, you yeah. know, once in a while, or for like groups of people, or if like a, a big name player joins in, we want to acknowledge that and we want to bring yeah. attention to it. But yeah, so anyway, yeah, I'll usually wait a little while now. Like someone joins, I'm like, okay, I'll give them like three hours. They can look through the Discord, if, you know, and then I'll click their name and see if they're still in there. <laughs> if they're gone, then they're gone. But if they're here, I usually, you know, someone usually says something. So, okay. So uh, I think you were going on a little tangent before I so rudely cut you off about oh, no. different different modes though in in the in your Discord. So you guys play. Uh, we got three wave CTF. We covered that. What what other tournaments do you offer typically? So. Once a month now, we've we've gotten this format down. Um, it's an FFA tournament, and it's it was one of the more difficult ones to to um, to detail out and try and get like how do you really judge skill in an FFA tournament? So what we came up with, and it's been working really well, is we have groups of players. Like typically, you know. With the size of Doom maps, you know, you wouldn't want to have like 10 people running around a, a tiny little thing because that's not going to give you any skill. So um, we have groups of five or six players and they'll play um, they'll play two maps and they'll play them twice. And then um, the groups will change. So, you know, we'll try to handpick maps that, that fit the size of players that we're going to have in the tournament. And the, the, the maps change every tournament. So, um, but so, you know, with each group, you get a chance to play two maps twice because the first time you're like, oh, maybe like near the end of the game, um, you found a weapon you didn't know was in the map. Mm -hmm. So then the second time around, you're like, all right, now I have a strategy. I kind of know what people were doing. Let me see if I can adjust. But then the group swap. So it's a true FFA experience where you have to play with all different styles of players. Um, So that's something that we do um, every single month because that format just... It runs so easily. People are kind of used to it now. Um, you know, a lot of people will come in, you know, maybe they'll play in one FFA tournament and they're like, oh, well, you know, I got kind of destroyed by Devastation or Dragon or, you know, uh, whatever it is. And then they won't play again. But if they ever do, it's a once a month thing. It's been towards the end of the month now. So that's a big one that we do. We've done a lot of dual tournaments in the past. Um, we've kind of gone through different kinds of dual tournaments, everything from old school maps to new school settings. And um, we haven't quite gotten to uh, quake doom edition yet, but that, that could be something that's coming. You know, talk to uh, Michaelis. Do you know him? I do. I I know of him. I haven't talked to him. Yeah. I've had a a few online interactions with him. Yeah. Uh, But particularly, Particularly when when uh, State of Quake published that Jahar episode, that's actually mm-hmm. how I be- became aware of you and QCD and uh, what's the other big Doom sir? I don't. It doesn't matter. Like the um, online multiplayer Doom something. Classic, like, classic, classic multiplayer. Yeah, that, that yeah, server, yeah. yeah, which I think Michaelis also uh, runs. But yeah, mm-hmm. super super cool dude. But uh, QCD is particularly interesting to me like i i don't even understand how that's a thing it's so weird and it's so much fun uh because i i came i played 
Quake Champions far before I ever really uh, knew anything about Zandronum or, or yeah. Game Seeker, any of that stuff. So when I booted up that game, I was like, what the fuck is this? It is <laughs> so, so cool. And the, and then the aspects of like all, all the crazy different, uh, I guess, the, I guess they're still called champions in that game, but you have so many more options. You could be like Duke Nukem and you could be, uh, yeah. Gordon Freeman, basically any <laughs> Caleb, any, yeah. any FPS from the nineties you can think of, you can be that champion instead of just the, you know, the id software ones. And I thought, I thought that game was I thought that game was a really interesting contribution to the mod. Community. It is. I mean, I tried to play it. I, I gotta say, just because again, I'm I'm so entrenched in the way that the Doom physics are, I suck at it. But I can see why it's so much fun. Like, so that's totally something. Stuff like that, where it's like they already he actually already has a lot of tournaments that he does for that. So I don't know if we would maybe go down that route without like involving him specifically. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of thing that. I really enjoy, I really strive to do is like okay someone's got this really good idea um maybe they have I mean they might have a really good target audience but you know I'd like to now now that I have a little bit of an ego you know it's I feel like a, a corporation where I'm like well let, let's see if we can absorb this person and you yeah, know yeah. use their skills to our advantage talking, and their advantage you know talking my language man yeah so you know that's totally something that I'm I'm down to try um but so, like a lot of the different dual tournaments that we we've done, like I said, different kinds of settings. We haven't done one in a while because you know we started off smaller scale. We we were doing mostly one day tournaments, and then we branched out into the the month long three way CTF. Right now, we're in the middle of a team last man standing tournament. Um, it's been a little bit extended because we're still getting the hang of like open scheduling and, and really not like getting on people to play their games. So, um, you know, there are a few games that we have left to play, but so TLMS is a really interesting, uh, game mode that I've always enjoyed. And so this was like, to me, this was like the, the creme de la creme. Like this was what I wanted to run when we started the whole thing, but I wanted to get our feet under us first. Um, so basically we have teams of three, and you get 400 health, 200 armor, and you've got weapons, everything from the SSG, and they've also thrown in a railgun, a grenade launcher, a lightning gun. And so um, we've timed it. It's five minutes. The games don't last five minutes because everyone just attacks each other. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so the games last five minutes. you got to get somebody down. You know, you got to eliminate the entire other team, and you play a map to three wins. So... It's you, again, you get a chance to like adjust. Um, if the time happens to run out, it goes into sudden death, and your health slowly deteriorates. So oh. then it forces you to like, all right, I got to make a move here, depending on how much health you have. So it's really interesting. We haven't like quite scratched the surface of what we can do with that yet, but um, but yeah, I mean, we've got like other things in the works. Um, team deathmatch. Uh, what else? Survival at some point. Survival is going to be a whole, and then. You know, just different mods that that are like um, kind of strictly to Xandronum, like ghouls versus humans, which is a I don't know much, too much about it, but you know, um, and all these other little things. So I'm really open to trying anything. I think it's I think that's the best way to get people involved. It's like, what do I know? Like, I, why why do I I don't I can't act like I have the answer to everything. So why don't we try this? 
it could yeah. work. It could be fun. You know, like there, there's no harm in doing it. Whereas maybe in the past, it's like, oh, well, you know, this thing isn't CTF and uh, this person is not good enough. So why are we even going to listen to what they have to say? So, so do you I don't know. Think- it's Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. You no, no, finish. No. no, I insist. Uh, <laughs> I just like, I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> do, do you Fine. guys... I, I guess your your server in, in general is kind of against this, but do you get a lot of pushback from people that are like elitist old school? Like these are not the maps that John Romero intended for us to play on or like, or that these game modes aren't what, what, you know, th- this isn't real doom. Like, you, you get talked down to like that ever yeah. or. Well, not so back? much, not so much on like that specific old school type stuff. We get a lot of pushback because one of like I was saying, one of the reasons that we started this whole thing was to to keep out people that have this that have had this really shitty attitude towards pe- towards other players for a long time, and we would just put up with them being sort of this internet troll type figure because oh, we want to play, you know, we want to play with good players, and um, so they're necessary. We can't get rid of them just because they're you know, an asshole. And no, so fuck we get, yeah, we get pushback from those people because, you know, we've been around long enough now. My patience is below zero for these people. And so, you know, we ban a lot of them. We do. We, we keep out a lot of the people that, you know, for our own reasons. And a lot of people disagree with, disagree with that method. You know, they think it's like uh, a mature administration and like, okay, maybe it is, but, you know, there's no way that the community is going to grow if we don't start to be more welcoming and inviting to new people. And if that means losing some of the fat, you know, then that's what it means. I struggle with that too. Like, I, yeah. I really, and it's mostly, it's not even like we don't have any real dickwads, like a true, just toxic people that I can think of. Mm. But occasionally, you know, uh, here, here's one I'll talk about. I'll talk about you, hardly salty, if you're listening to this. Uh, I love him, but you know, like sometimes you end up with just like, you know, two players get into a bit of a spat or something like that. And then one of them thinks the other one should be banned and vice versa. And I, Mm -hmm. I understand both sides of the story and that's my problem. I'm not capable of just looking at it from one perspective. Like I I just think that, uh, you know, okay, what he did was wrong or, or, and I'm not saying either person, I'm just saying like to, to each person, I would say probably the same thing. Like what you did was not okay, but, also, I understand why you did it or where you were coming from in the moment when you said what you said or or something like that. And yeah. I I just I can't bring myself to say like either one of you deserves to be banned. I just want to say uh work it out between the two of you because but but at the same time if one person in particular is hindering everyone else's ability to have a good time, you you can't you can't keep that going. Even if they're a great like an elite player and they're have bajillions of fans or whatever. Like you, you can't, right. su- you can't support that in front of other people. You can't say like, well, he gets a pass, even though he is clearly a complete dickwad just because yeah. they bring you know, this many people to the server or whatever. And if people are going to leave with them because of a clearly asshole move, and it's hard to define what is, what is an asshole move? I guess it is very hard to yeah. define that. That's what and sucks. About, right. Yeah. Deplatforming people <laughs> would be, yeah. I guess. Yeah. If you're going to take someone's ability to speak away or to get just boot them from the server, you have to realize that uh, that that speaks volumes. What, what your action speaks to the whole community. So if you're if you're just going to ban them 
willy-nilly for no reason, I can totally understand why people would be upset. But if they're actively causing people to not have a good time, don't support it. And I agree with you. And yeah, believe me, I've, I've in the past, I've banned people for stupid reasons because, <laughs> you know, I started playing when I was like 11 and uh, whatever. But um, I, I do, I, I've actually been able to draw a line. And I don't know if this happens so much in your community or if it happens so much in other communities, but, you know, with um, the lovely invention of social media, we have people that enjoy um, finding out your personal information and your personal social media pages or, uh, you know, taking pictures from Facebook and making memes or creating fake social media account. It's, it's hilarious. Like, like I did it, you know, but I didn't use some, I didn't use someone's picture. I didn't even use uh, like their real name. I just put quotes of things that they said and there were ridiculous things. Right. But what I didn't do was uh, go into someone's Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and like pull pictures from there and, you know, to me, that's an invasion of privacy, and so that's that's where I would draw the line. Oh, and yeah. So we have a lot of people that love to do that, and they think it's hilarious. Well, I don't think it's hilarious. It's so not. Fuck you. If, if you're listening, if you do that, go fuck yourself. Oh, all if those people are still listening to this right now, I I would be shocked. No, I, I've heard horror stories. You have people like take pictures of like dudes' families, like the, this is your wife and daughter, yeah. and, you know, and and try to say like I'll murder them if you don't change your attitude, like. No. Yeah, really sick, mean just shit. Disgusting. And I'm like, if just, you don't like me that much, then why do you care if you're banned from my but, server? But that's like, the thing is that they they do care. They're just they don't they know do, how to yeah. handle it. Uh, if you yeah. see, if anyone out out there sees like a, a motherload Twitter, it's not me. That's <laughs> <laughs> not me. Uh, I don't know who that is, but they do not speak on my behalf. Yeah. Well, the problem I made was, you know, I. My name is – I've met people in person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I was like really uh, selective about who knew who I was and like what my name was. You know, When Doomers would add each other on Facebook, it was just like, oh, I don't – maybe you wouldn't find out who, they're, who they were online until like months later. And they're like, oh, shit, I didn't know that you were friends with me on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. So a lot of people just know each other's names. And, but, but with that comes the other side where it's like, okay, some, somebody didn't – you know, take the take the pill this morning, and now they're going to go on and do do whatever they do. So it's it's interesting. I have not experienced this anywhere else. I don't know if this is a thing that happens in other places, but it seems like it happens a lot in Doom. So you know, to me, that's just something that needs to stop. And if it means, you know, if it means that I lose fifty people that could play, then I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy myself playing with six reasonable yeah. nice people adults or, or yeah. mature people yeah right so yeah i mean it's 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 interesting times um in multiplayer doom but you know we're trying um i think you would have been really fascinated with how things were even five years ago like just the way that just interesting, man. I would have peaced out a hundred percent. I'll just peace out. I don't have any time for that kind of shit. At a all. lot of people did. A lot of people are gone. A lot of people that I really liked that I considered like, you know, there are people that I consider genuine friends through here that I've known forever, and then there are people that I I consider genuine friends that are just gone. I have 
no way of contacting them ever. And it's just weird. It's, but a lot of people did that. A lot of people were said, fuck this, you know, this place sucks. They just stopped playing. That sucks. But at the same time, like I said, if, if, if it got that toxic, I, I would absolutely do the same thing. Like there's no way I could, yeah. I, I have limited amounts of time, limited amounts of energy I don't really take anything people say for, I've, I've been said like nasty shit has been said to me. I, I was told at one point by this dude, I don't really know the guy or whatever, but he said I was the reason why the genre was dying. And I was like, hmm. how, uh, first of all, how, <laughs> how did you <laughs> equate that? How did you add up the numbers to figure that out? But okay. Yeah, thank you for thinking of me, but uh, yeah. explain that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't, I don't, you can't take any of that shit personally. Just, yeah, I think you're doing the right thing. You're handling it the right way. Um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, you know, people will say, oh, well, you know, here's this, he's bald or something. Like, just weird things where I'm like, okay, I have a large forehead, as you can clearly see, but yeah. my hair is pulled back in a bun. My hair is actually quite long. Uh, you know, but it's just like weird things like that where you're, you can't take it personally because you're like, what am I going to do? Take a picture of myself and like, here, like, I don't care that much. I don't know. It's just, it, it's interesting behavior, but continue. I'm sorry. I interrupted. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I think I'm going to, let's, let's ask that subject. Now I'm tired of talking yeah. about toxic people. Yeah, me too. Get, get to the getting, good stuff. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, watching you guys on YouTube the other day. Do you guys stream on Twitch or is it just a primarily YouTube platform for events with you guys? So I, yeah, we have a YouTube channel. Um, we just started getting some people streaming for us. Mm -hmm. So I believe one thing was streamed on Twitch and then, you know, the way that Twitch works is you have to be, you can only download your own videos. And so we're trying, um, we're trying to use YouTube as our one spot for everything. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I was watching, uh, I want to say it was the team last man standing tournament. I, yep. I don't know if you were playing in it or whatever, but it, it's very interesting. The commentary team, I, I, I sent you a message to ask about it, but they do not have the ability to spectate um, health bars at all. They, right. can't, they can't see what's going on in the game. And that, I, I understand uh, your explanation if you want to give it real quick, just to, so the audience knows. Yeah. What talking about. So, I, I th so um, when you spectate people, you know, there's a status bar down there that you'll be able to see. If you're playing, you'll have your health and you'll have your ammo and all that stuff. But if you're spectating someone, you can't see that information, which totally makes sense. Um, it's interesting to, for me to make this argument based on what we talked about earlier yeah, and the, the timing of the item. Um, but so there was a thing where, uh, you know, people would spectate, I guess, and they'd say, oh, well, you know, he only has like seven health. You should attack him or, you know, so stuff like that. So they kind of got rid of, um, they, they are, you know, I don't even know if it was ever a thing. It, it must have been. Um, I don't really remember it, but yeah, I mean, so that, that's just, that's the reason why, but it makes it really difficult to cast. Like, like I was saying to you, I think it would be a good idea to have an option for like, when you join a server, you're joining a server as a streamer yeah. and you can see all the information. So that way you can be like, you know, Oh, he's only got, he's only got five shots left. Like, let's see what he's going to do with this. And, you know, you can kind of pontificate on what he's going to do, but but yeah, it does. It makes it difficult um, to be able to sort of accurately uh, describe what's happening. I think that 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 kind of play, uh, just any in general, and even uh, I don't, I'm not disparaging you for what you did to your oh, community hey, or whatever. Hey. But 
that that's the kind of thing that people I don't think think through when they 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 exploit that because yeah, online tournaments you can get away with a lot. Even it, even if it is uh, on the Twitch yeah. stream, you could probably somebody's probably got the stream up trying to shout off like, well, uh, as of two seconds ago they had this much health or whatever, whatever the hell. Right. Uh, the but my point would be that um, if you get those guys on a land, they can't do that. So they're just gonna yeah, crum- they're gonna crumble that's if that's what they depend on to win. Um, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. That, that is really hard, especially a event organizer wise. It's very difficult yeah. to draw a line in the sand, so to speak. On on how do you how do you mitigate that? I personally, I, I thought you guys still did a pretty good job of uh, casting it, but it, it's just like eh, I don't. I don't, as, as a viewer, I don't. Yeah. I don't get uh, what's going on necessarily. It just looks like dudes on a screen shooting each other. It, you should see. <laughs> you should see the du- like dusk right now. There's not even first person uh, spectator tool. In the game, really? Yeah. Hopefully, there will be within like maybe by the time this podcast comes out. I'm not sure. I really want yeah. it to be a thing, but it, yeah. Spectator tools are so huge, and I think that the uh, the viewer experience for bringing in new players is huge. Yeah. So if you if you're you know you show your event on YouTube, some kid sees it. Uh, the way that the the more immersed they can become in watching it, and the the better that the casters can. Uh, you know, bring you into that world and explain what's going on and all all of that. More likely, the person's going to give the game a try, in my opinion. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it, it's interesting because you are you are someone that's trying to understand what's going on from the outside, and mm-hmm. like you said, it's just a bunch of people shooting each other. You don't really, you can't even really figure out. Okay, well, what's his like? Why is he just sitting there? Or like, what what is his strategy behind it? And admittedly, I. Again, to your credit, where you said, you know, I don't think people think things through when they're, you know, when they can exploit these things. You know, it never crossed my mind that something like that was exploiting the game. But now that, again, you take a step back and you're like, okay, well, maybe I was wrong, you know. So, so you're right. I mean, I think it's, I don't know. It's tough, though, because, I mean, what do you, what do you do? Because, how can you really how can you really say like like the reason that people knew that it was happening with us was because we would stream our actual voice chats and our team chats through YouTube like while the game was happening so people could hear us communicating with each other while we were playing so like but how do you how do you know that that's not happening with like five other people or you know so it's really a hard thing like Unless you, even if you separated people, like it's just impossible to 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 do. I mean, I guess you know it's like an honor thing. But. Yeah, but to to separate, you know, if you're going to separate people from on a team from being able to talk to each other, at that point, it's like, all right, well, we're now we're in the weeds. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you just got to let people let people fuck up, you know. And then when they get on the land, when they go to QuakeCon this year and they play in the the big Doom tournaments, yeah. then they'll just not win, and yeah. that'll be that. <laughs> Right, and then yeah. you know you can have a, a big doom gang of people come and beat you up because you you know <laughs> just whatever a, it is. An so. army of just these just decrepit old men playing doom, <laughs> <laughs> wheeling yeah, I've over. Had, I've had carpal tunnel since I was fifteen. I'm fucking, I've been old forever. Yeah, yeah I, I do. I'll do the you know duck can and all that the exercises to try to keep my wrist in good shape and yoga yeah. even that helps they just like, build in the stability oh, muscles yeah i don't know man i, I i'm a hippie I, I guess in a way but i well me I too take shit so seriously i don't i would rather yeah. have my health than ever be an elite player if it that if yeah. that's what it takes 
to be a great player, I, I'm not willing to sacrifice it. Yeah, no, it's interesting because I I don't I don't play nearly as much as I used to. I used to play like every day. Mm-hmm. Now I play maybe once a week, once every two weeks or something. So my hands have gotten better. But it's like if I if I play like some of our longer tournaments, if I'm sitting there for like three hours playing, by the end of it, I'm like I can't even aim. I can't like I can't even. I just feel like I'm old. So yeah. yeah. Let's talk about your player career a little bit. So, what was the actually? What was the very first game you ever played? Doesn't like not Doom, not first person shooter. If, if that was it, that's okay. But like, what was the no? First I think video I think game? it was Super Mario Kart on okay. the Super Nintendo. God damn! So this I, running theme on this show. Fucking Super oh, Nintendo. Really? Is that no one's oh, a okay. Sega guy? I want to like who's the Sega guy? Or like or I'll get somebody really old who's like I uh, played a like an Atari uh, twenty six hundred. <laughs> Maybe, maybe well, someday. I mean, I had a Sega Dreamcast for as, yeah. as long as those, as long as those things um, existed. Uh, so you know, games on that. Like, there's a really good game called Legacy of Cain that was on the Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, and I don't know if it's been. Re- I think it's been remade, but you know, there are a lot of gems on that on that thing, and you know, Crazy Taxi and the Sonic Adventures game. <laughs> but but yeah, I had um, I had cousins that were we were. So I, I'm like, I'm seven years older. I have twin brothers that are younger than me, so I'm seven years older than them. And uh, like a nightmare. They're fine now because they're <laughs> twenty, but yeah. you know, for a while there, it was it was a nightmare. Um, but my cousins, I had two two older cousins, and so we used to. They had Super Nintendo before me, so I would go over there and we'd play like I think it, yeah, it was Super Nintendo, Super Mario Kart, and then even when the N sixty four came out, um, we'd play a lot of like. Rampage, uh, uh-huh. and double and Goldeneye, of course. So I love Rampage. That game's awesome. Rampage is fun. I did not see the movie because I'm not sure how they could have made it into a movie. I but. mean, it's pretty awful, but at the same time, it's, yeah. it's giant monsters fighting each other. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty fun. Yeah. The Rock, all that crap. Yep. I mean, he's you know he's becoming like he's just basically everything you know, which is not a bad thing, really. <laughs> But, so you because yeah. I don't I don't know who else you could have star in Rampage and make it be a watchable movie. <laughs> yeah. So you uh you you started off you know playing Nintendo and stuff with your brothers and then uh, you 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 must have been pretty young. Your dad got you into Doom. You said at a very young age. So yes. So he 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 was playing Doom and Quake online. Um. And so I used to sit there, you know, the AOL dial up, sit there and wait for the dial up to connect. And then uh, he'd play, and so he actually he worked at this college, and he ran kind of like the mailroom there, and so it was a very small, like liberal 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 arts college, and so all the staff, all the students got to know each other, and it was like the whole school played Doom, and uh, they had this this group of people that they, so they took the president of the college and they put his face like in a map or or on an imp or something. <laughs> And they just created this thing where you had to go out and hunt and kill the president of the college, and that created this like huge controversy. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and because you know it's like 1996 and pre-Columbine and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, so my dad was the one that introduced me to to Doom. So I've been I was watching him play for a couple of years, probably from like so 96, 97, so from like four or five, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then did you play against him? Like, did you have your own computer and, like, do, go back to back? No, 
I didn't, not yet. Like, uh, when I got my own computer, I started playing, like, Age of Empires um, online. And then, probably, like, around 2003, I got my own computer. And so he actually found Z Damon, the port online. He Googled, like, online Doom, and he found it. So he made an account, and then I made an account. And we, well, we kind of shared an account for a while. Um, so I stole his nickname. He came up with Human Bones, not me. Okay. Uh, but so, yeah, we would play against each other a little bit on Z Damon, and he played for a while. So, um, yeah, so he was really he was really the reason why I found it. Yeah. And what point did you start playing uh, competitively? So, yeah, CTF came out like 2004, so I think it was around that time that okay. things got real, you know, like people really started paying attention to it. Um, and so 2004, I was like 11 or 12, so... What I Jeez. I consider that to be yeah I know right yeah. I consider that to be competitive so yeah it's, it's been fifteen sixteen years so I'm not sure what else I've played for as long as that and then that's really interesting that you kind of started playing Doom as a CTF player play it's got to be a unique path most most Doom players didn't start off playing CTF I would imagine well was there no, C- there are a lot. Was was CTF in Doom or Quake first? Just so I'm clear. That's a good question. I don't know. I'm I, not sure. I thought it was a Quake thing all, all, up until right now. Could have been. Now I've never questioned it until right now. Huh? Well, it I'm could sure have been a Quake thing. Because someone message me and clear that up if you hear this. I have, you know, I have a memory of watching my dad. And this is the only memory I have. Uh, and he, I know he was playing Quake, and I know we were playing Capture the Flag. So I f- feel like it was Quake first. Okay. Um, and so then, you know, it was just, it's weird because Doom was just DM and cooperative play up until CTF came out. And so that was really the big thing for the longest time because Z Damon didn't add new game modes. And so the place, and so people were very, especially back then, people were very, um, opinionated on old school versus new school play. So Skulltag, the other major port had stuff like Last Man Standing, Team Last Man Standing. Um, but, you know, a lot of the purists and the people that considered themselves, um, you know, elders of the community or whatever you want to say, um, they, yeah, they're they like, oh, that, you know, we're not playing Skulltag, we're just going to play this. So CTF was literally like the last game mode that Z Damon introduced to the public for six years. Mm-hmm. So it, it just became like, that was the like I said earlier the litmus test of, of who you are as a player and how good you are was capture the flag. So I think a lot of people now that play actually more than you would think started off CTF because that was the that was the way to get involved with all the competitive players who were playing CTF. So if you wanted to be a good player and you wanted to be a competitive player, you had to get good at CTF. I did not know that. That is awesome. Man. Yeah. That's what I love about this show is I learned so much about like the history just by talking to people of yeah. how this all came together. And I read a lot too. And I, you know, just talking to people in game and stuff like that, but that this, uh, this is so rewarding to really get the full part. You know, history is from the perspective of the person telling it, but yeah, right. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, I've got a lot of useless knowledge that I've collected over the last. Yeah, man. However long. Yeah. So, We'll we'll talk again. I'm sure at some point. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll do your show, right? Uh, multiplayer Doom Absolutely. Federation. 
ne- radio network, right? <laughs> Multiplayer Doom Federation radio network. Yeah, I really went. Yeah. Um, for, for someone like me who struggles to get my words out, that was not the greatest choice for a, yeah. a podcast name. But yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do it with it's myself and uh, do some who also runs the league with me. Um, so we'll get you on when you have time. Um, awesome, but thank man. you. You know, thank you for having me on. Hopefully, we could. I feel like we barely scratched the surface on a lot of things. So I would love to to talk again. Yeah, if I didn't have to go to work, I'd sit here for three hours, man. But I do have to go to work. <laughs> no worries. All right. All right. Take care, buddy. You too. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm. guys enjoyed that conversation as much as i enjoyed having it i say that every time and i'm never going to stop saying it unless i do i forget or something like that doesn't matter whatever point being we got plugs for you so uh first plug and it's not really a plug this is more just business but i just want to let you guys know that this will be one of probably the last two episodes that we do that will be hosted on the state of quake soundcloud we'll be moving on to our own uh host I'm not sure what that host will be yet, but you will get that information in due time. Don't worry. You'll still get your In The Keep podcast at least bi-weekly is my goal. And that's going to be really fun to get out on our own and do our own thing. Next up, um, let's see. Catholic Keep will soon have its own Patreon page. That will be all, all the cash that's donated to Patreon will go back into. And I want to be transparent about this. The podcast hosting and mastering costs a little bit of cash. Um, better equipment for Spaced and I to do uh, hosting events and you know to record the podcast, things like that. Um, hopefully we get our own server. Uh, we're really looking into getting our own Duskworld server. As soon as that's made available to us, we're going to invest in it, and we want to have like a permanent, maybe even a, a host of multiple different uh, Dusk servers with the Catholic Keep brand on it so that we can host events and do things like that. And... Prize pools, if you want to play in those tournaments and you want to win money for it or anything like that, uh, the prize pools will come directly out of the uh, donations that we receive. If we receive any, and that's okay, if you don't want to donate, just feel free to just keep on listening. If you can't afford to give, whatever, it doesn't matter, man. I'm not going to do the whole Sam Harris thing right now. Um, Definitely check out previous episodes. Go back through the catalog. The catalog will migrate with us to the new host, but for now, if you want to go back, check out. Uh, Here we got... Violent Heart, we got Dots, we got C-Spool, we got Psygib, and more on the way. So definitely just like if you like this show, if you like this episode, uh, go give the others a listen. See if there's something that, that is for you. And if it's not, that's okay. Um, next, uh, oh yeah, tell your friends. Like just if you like, subscribe, all that good stuff. But just tell your friends about the show. Like if you like it, just the more people that know about it, the, the more better for everybody, in my opinion. Um, also, join the Keep if you haven't already. Um, it's linked at the bottom, or it should be. Catholic Keep, awesome place for all things arena first-person shooters, uh, especially with the upcoming events that we have for Dusk World. Hope you guys get in on that, enjoy it, and join in on the conversation because we love meeting new people. QuakeCon 2019, July 25th through the 29th. I'll be there. Violent Heart will be there. The whole Catholic Keep crew will hopefully show up and... Damn it, Spaced, if you're listening to this, you better show up, you motherfucker. I don't care what it takes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, oh, yeah, big news. Um, Quake World Discord recently put out a, an at-everyone message. Qu- QH LAN, 
Well, uh, it's official. 20, QH Land 2019, it's going to happen. Uh, uh, details pending. Hopefully, I'll have more information for you guys in the very near future. Going forward. Oh, yeah, State of Quake. Ah, yeah, State of Quake. Uh, every Saturday, they have events, and they're starting to do prize pools for those events. There are, I want to say, three different uh, bracket-style events that they sort of rotate through. So you've got Diamonds in the Rough or Gold and Below. If you're just kind of starting out, want to get your feet wet, uh, See what it's like to get into the competitive scene. Definitely recommend Diamonds in the Rough. And then you've got, let's see, Blind Date. Blind Date 2v2s. Super fucking fun. One of the most fun events going around anywhere in the whole fucking world. That You get a, a random partner. You could be partnered up with uh, someone as, as terrible as me. Or you could get partnered up with, like, I don't know, like, Brightly or Genic or someone amazing like that. And just wreck everyone. And, 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 you know, get a feel for what it's like. Uh, that's that's an awesome event. And then the big one, the big mother of them all, is the uh, the Open Duel. The State of Pain Open Duel tournaments. Uh, Rafa won the last one. I think it was like $300-ish cash prize, something along those lines. Doesn't, I mean, who cares, man? Just go watch them on Twitch. It's just great events. And then uh, every Thursday, Slip hosts the State of Quake King of the Hill events. Those are you know, that's the, I think King of the Hill is the best way to just like dip, you know, just dip your toe in, see what it's like to be competitive, uh, get some feedback, go back and, you know, watch the VODs from the Twitch and just kind of like see what the, what the, the analysts, uh, say about how, how you played and improve. And that, that's what King of the Hill is all about. And I think it's uh, one of the most fun things you'll ever do. What's next? Master Arena. God damn it. I love Master Arena. If you like Unreal Tournament, you would probably fucking love Master Arena. I've already got a lot of great feedback. Uh, we did a little giveaway of some, some alpha keys. Like I got a big load of alpha keys from those guys just to give out. And But you can actually go to their Discord, which is in uh, hashtag allied channels in the keep, and get all the information you need. And they'll they'll probably just they'll just give you an alpha key if you want one. That's, that's how I got mine. And yeah, uh, tournaments popping up. Uh, North America, a little bit. Uh, not... Uh, we need more North Americans to play Master Arena because, like, they're they're trying to provide for the community, but the community is like not aware of the game yet. And it's such a great game, and it's just an alpha, so I can't even imagine when we get to beta and, and actually the full release. Wait, how awesome that game's gonna be! So yeah, Master Arena. Next thing on the docket, uh, my boy Smango, the the man, the myth, the legend, QuakeFans.net, KentuckyNerd.com, and most importantly. Full Tech Podcast, his recent episode of his, a retrospective of Half-Life. Just just listen to it, man. It's one of my favorite. I, I, I'm comfortable saying it's one of the best podcasts I've ever listened to just because it's it's so funny listening to like this, this awesome like redneckish story about how he first got into it. It's so relatable to me how he first got into Half-Life and, and PC gaming in general. And then uh, also check out his reviews on YouTube for games and technology. Really good stuff. Next on the docket, I'm going to say that a lot. Uh, QuakeCast. I love those guys. Dump Truck and RC. Quake Mapping Community guys. Uh, just an awesome podcast. They did an episode with Killpixel, who's uh, who's working on Wrath, Aeon, Aeons of Ruin. <laughs> Didn't pronounce it correctly, but you get the idea. They're great. Uh, next podcast on the docket would be the, uh, we just talked about them. We just talked to them. Multiplayer Doom Federation Radio Network on YouTube. Also, their events are on YouTube. Check them out. Um, Quake Crew, Sacrifice Sundays, Sack Sundays. Uh, it's not really like a tournament or anything. It's just like if you like playing Sacrifice and Quake Champions, 
Uh, that's the best time to do it. Every Sunday, just jump in there with uh, Killer Duke and Killer Nukem, two of uh, two of the like, long, long time relationship. Talking to those guys, they're just awesome. Like they're so cool, and you should go play Sacrifice with them and their whole crew because it's the whole gigantic, no- enormous Quake crew that they are. Juggernauts of the Quake Champions community. Definitely recommend that one. Uh, 40 Lions Den, uh, bracket style tournaments every Friday night. If you want to get your name out there, you got to win 40's Den. Like, seriously, it's it's awesome. Uh, check that out on 40's stream on Twitch. And then uh, Jahar, Tasty Spleen, I already mentioned Jahar earlier, but seriously, man, if you're not watching Tasty Spleen streams, you're not living your best AFPS life, definitely do that. And then uh, Civvy11, Civvy11 on YouTube. Check out his game reviews. They're first-person shooter, generally. I mean, not always, but like all the classics. You know, you get you get all the build engine games like, uh, let's see, Shadow Warrior Blood. He even does like Postal, Doom, all that stuff. Just and, and hilarious, well edited, just wonderfully entertaining videos. I watch them at work all the time. Civvy One One on YouTube. Last thing, man. You know somebody who makes excellent craft beer, tell them to send me free beer because I totally want to drink it and review it on the podcast and tell everybody how great it is. Love you guys. Have a great fucking week and see you next time. Later. Later.